welcome to another episode of Herb of the Week. I'm Jen, and today we're going to talk about echinacea. Disclaimer, everything I suggest here is not diagnosis or treatment of illness. If you have concerns about the herbs I mentioned today, talk to your practitioner before you make any changes in your healthcare routine. Last week, we talked about the benefits of lemongrass, so if you missed that episode, there's a lot of great info in there. I highly suggest you check it out on any of the platforms for podcasts. first thing I like to do in these episodes is describe what I like to refer to as the personality of the plant. Like if I were to introduce you to a friend of mine, these are things I would mention. Who you are, where you're from, I might mention a bit about your culture or anything else that makes you special to me. And the same goes for herbs. Plants have individual characteristics and this is when I introduce you. Listeners, meet my friend Echinacea. Echinacea is a genus or group of herbaceous flowering plants in the daisy family. Anybody remember what the name of that family is? It's Asteraceae. We mentioned it before in the Calendula and Goldenrod episodes, so yeah, they're cousins. Echinacea is a genus. Actually, it has 10 species within it which are commonly called coneflowers. It's native to eastern North America, stretching across the Midwest to the Mississippi, Ohio Valley, as well as the Canadian province of Ontario, which is the area just north of here. I'm in Northwest Indiana. And reaches south to the Ozarks. So if you can visualize the terrain and climate of moist to dry prairies and open wooded areas, that's where it prefers to grow. So yes, you can grow it here in zone 5 and maybe even forage for it. They have large showy heads of composite flowers blooming from early to late summer. The name is derived from the Greek word echinos, which means sea urchin due to the spiny central disc of the flower. While some species are cultivated in gardens for their showy flowers, Echinacea purpia and angustifolia are the species used in folk medicine, and that's the two we're going to give our attention to today. In some cases, they can be used interchangeably. Echinacea was widely used by the North American Plains Indians for its medicinal qualities. Supposedly, its modern use for the common cold began when a Swiss herbal supplement maker was told that echinacea was used for cold prevention by Native American tribes who lived in the area of South Dakota. Although Native American tribes did not use echinacea for the common cold, some tribes did use it for cold symptoms such as cough, sore throat, headaches, and many tribes used it as a pain medication, which leads us into benefits and uses. In this 
segment of the episode, I like to group the benefits and uses into three categories, internal, external, and neural. The neural system is not separate from the internal or external, but it envelops both, so therefore it gets its own category. The mind has a lot to do with the body wellness, and it's quite complex, so I like to give it a little extra attention, which is why we have a third category. So let's start with external. External benefits are, it's an antiseptic. It increases bodily resistance to infection. So this can be external infections or internal. Examples of external infections are boils, erysipelas, which is a serious bacterial infection on the skin caused by strep. It's associated with an intense rash. Sometimes people can apply echinacea to their skin to treat wounds, ulcers, eczema, psoriasis, sun-related skin damage, bee stings, snakes and mosquito bites, gum disease, and abscesses. Internally, as an antiseptic, it can be suitable for prevention against and treatment of various infectious diseases, such as infections of the upper and lower respiratory systems, herpes, HIV and AIDS, human papillomavirus or HPV, tonsillitis, streptococcus infections, typhoid, malaria, ear infections, swine flu, nose and throat infections called diphtheria, cancer, syphilis, and septicemia. Septicemia is also known as sepsis or It's a potentially life-threatening infection in which large amounts of bacteria are present in the blood. There are numerous studies on the immunomodulatory and anti-inflammatory effects of echinacea that suggest that natural immunity is enhanced by administration of the plant and that the immune system is strengthened against pathogenic infections. So to recap, It's an antiseptic and supports the immune system. It's anti-mutagenic. Huh? Say what now? Anti-mutagenic. First, let's start with the term mutagen. Anything that causes a mutation or a change in the DNA of a cell. DNA changes caused by mutagens can harm cells and cause certain diseases such as cancer. Examples of mutagens are inclu- include radioactive substances, x-rays, ultraviolet radiation, and certain chemicals. So echinacea is an anti-mutagenic, which means it stops mutagens from doing their damage. So echinacea is attracting the attention of scientists for this super interesting action. Category 3, Neural Benefits Echinacea is an anti-anxiety. Just like it sounds, it reduces anxiety. It's also an antidepressant, which reduces depression. It has useful properties as a strong alterative. Alteratives are herbs that gradually restore the proper function of the body and increase health and vitality. This is most likely due to the fact that it's a cannabinoid. 
Yes, you heard me right. Echinacea is a cannabinoid. For those who aren't aware, cannabinoids are chemical compounds that act on cannabinoid receptors, which are part of the endocannabinoid system, found in cells that alter neurotransmitter releases in the brain. I'd like to pause again to break down that section for just a moment because that was a lot of words. So our bodies actually have an entire system that is specifically for cannabinoids. What are cannabinoids exactly? We know that neurotransmitters We know what neurotransmitters are from the Sage episode, and if you've forgotten, you can easily go back and listen to that on my podcast. Or a quick internet search can refresh your memory. But in a nutshell, neurotransmitters are the chemical process inside the brain that turns thoughts into action. Cannabinoids are neuromodulators, which means they affect the process of multiple neurons rather than simply sending messages back and forth between two neurons, the way neurotransmitters do. Neuromodulation is an emerging class of medical therapies that target the nervous system for restoration and function, such as cochlear implants, relief of pain, or control of tremors like in Parkinson's disease. The physiological roles of cannabinoids are the visual sense, the gustory sense, which is taste, the sense of smell, behavioral and mood regulation, regulation of immune system and activity of inflammation, control of blood pressure, heart rate, and digestive processes, cell density sensing, balance, and cellular response. Cannabinoids are known to reduce anxiety, reduce inflammation, relieve pain, control nausea and vomiting caused by chemotherapy, kill cancer cells and slow tumor growth, relax tight muscles in people with multiple sclerosis, stimulate appetite and improve weight gain in people with cancer and AIDS. The most notable phytocannabinoid is tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC for short which is the primary compound in cannabis, a.k.a. marijuana, hence where the name cannabinoids comes from. So to recap that, we have an entire system in the human body comprised of lipids, receptors, and enzymes that are responsible for a host of physiological processes which rely on the interactivity of cannabinoids and their receptors. There are very few species of plants in the world that produce cannabinoids, but echinacea is one of those few plants. Products. I carry an array of products with echinacea in them, but I'm gonna highlight three. The first is loose leaf echinacea. This is just echinacea plant that has been dried and cut and sifted. You can steep it as a tea, add it as a supplement to your recipes, or infuse an oil with this product. It's just $6 a bag. I also carry two premium tea blends, immune support tea and sore throat tea. Both have echinacea as primary ingredients. 
Premium tea blends are just $9. And a skin healing salve. It has a blend of echinacea and calendula for a powerful wound remedy. Salves are $8. Again, you can find each of these items on my website at kinfolkherbs.com. And finally, we've come to the DIY segment of the show. I'm going to tell you a simple, super easy recipe for echinacea poultice. First, I should probably explain what a poultice is. A poultice is a mass of plant material, much like a paste, that's applied to a wound and usually covered with a cloth or a bandage. It's the old school way to treat wounds and infections of the skin. All you need is fresh or dried echinacea and either a blender or grinder. If you're feeling extra old school, you can even use a mortar and pestle if you have it. So if you're using the fresh herb, you'll need to chop it into small pieces using a food processor or a knife. And if you're using the dried herb, you'll grind it with a coffee grinder. Or you can opt for the mortar and pestle for either form. Transfer your parts to the blender. Blend for five minutes to get it as smooth as possible. And if you want to add a little bit of oil to the blender, it may help get a nice smooth texture. Calendula oil is what I would suggest. When blending is complete, transfer your echinacea to a container to store in the refrigerator. To use this poultice, apply it directly to the infected wound and cover with a bandage or a clean cloth. Reapply twice a day. Do you want to make your own? I have the ingredients. And if you don't have time to make your own, that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Call or email me and we can work something out. I'd love to hear how you use echinacea. Leave me a comment. And if you have questions, email me at info at And if you want to have a hard copy of Herb of the Week, you can sign up for that as well as other goodies on the website. Just subscribe with your email address and I'll send you all sorts of great info. That concludes this episode of Herb of the Week. Thanks so much for listening and stay well, folks. <music>